You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. Our next guest has a proven formula for success and how to handle risk. She is Angie Morgan Witkowski, author of Bet on You How to Win with Risk. She is an executive, leadership, and life coach. She served as an officer in the Marine Corps and is a New York Times bestselling author. So you are a risk taker, and you've written this book about risk, and you say there are three misconceptions about risk. Let's start there. What are those misconceptions? When we wrote the book, we wanted to take addressing those misconceptions head on because oftentimes people's reaction to the word risk is really that of risk aversion. Like, I don't want to do it, but we wanted to help people get more comfortable with this concept of risk. So we started off by defining it and we define risk as taking decisions in the face of uncertainty. And when you put it that way, you can really understand that you're probably taking risks every single day, getting in the car, going to a new place for lunch. Like there's a lot of risks that are part of our life. And so recognizing that definition and to answer your question, understanding the misconceptions about risk, we thought it'd be really valuable. So the first misconception is that we think of risk as opposite of reward because that's how it's been presented to us, risk versus reward. Like it's a downside of a choice. When reality, when you think about some of the best things that have happened to you in your life, maybe graduating from college, getting married, having kids, all of those choices that led you into uncertainty paid off. So you can see that risk isn't the opposite of reward. Risk is actually the path to reward. So that's misconception number one. The second misconception is that risk is a big leap, like rip the band-aid, quit your job, change your life. And that's not true either. At least <laughs> that's not risk done well. I think we in our society love to see things like 90-day fiance and you know laugh at the train wreck that is associated with poor decision making. But the reality, we don't want that for anybody. We want risk done right. And risk done right isn't a leap. It's a series of steps. That's how true, lasting, positive, sustainable change happens. One small step followed by the other. You've probably heard of, you know, overnight success is 10 years in the making. That's risk done right. And the third misconception is that we think we can avoid risk. And the reality is we can't. Risk isn't inherent in our life. And I hear that from a lot of people like, oh, I don't take risks. These are often from the people who maybe have a family history of cancer and they don't go to the doctor. Like we take risks. We don't always call them risks. So if risk is a part of our life, shouldn't we know a little bit more about it? One of the things you uh, advocate is daydreaming, and that would seem very unproductive and have nothing to do with risk. Why do you say we should start daydreaming? Yeah, you're right. It does feel unproductive, doesn't it? We're always trying to find things to do during the times when we have to sit and wait. But what we wanted to get to in our book with readers is that through our daydreaming, when we unmoor our mind from reality, we get a lot of clarity around goals, visions for our life that we just don't get when we're you know tethered to our cell phones or our email and things like that. So if we're going to advocate people to take risks in their life, to bet on themselves, we want to 
help them get clear about where they should direct their risk-taking efforts. So starting with daydreaming. And I really think about that is just finding quiet, meditative time. You know, you walking down the street without your podcast connected to your headphones, just listening to nature, listening to quiet, sitting in a doctor's office, sitting by yourself and just enjoying a cup of coffee and just letting your mind unmore for a bit. It's really our greatest source of creativity and inspiration is that quiet mind. Our guest is Angie Morgan Witkowski, author of Bet on You, How to Win with Risk. Angie, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I'm sensing there may be a story behind why you wrote a book about risk. Uh, (laughs) Is there a reason you wrote this and can you share that with us? Yeah, Chris, and it's really, I've been in the leadership development world and space for 20 years. So whether it's facilitating sessions or coaching executives, what's always been interesting to me is I meet the most incredibly talented, very smart, very successful people who inevitably share their dreams with me. And their dreams aren't, you know, I want to go to Ireland to buy a castle. I want to take three years off and live in a villa in Italy. They're really things like, I want to buy a condo and do a Verbo, or I want to start an Etsy business, or I want to take a month off and just vacation. So people's dreams aren't extravagant. They're within their reach. But what often prevents them is just their fear, like their perception of the decision and the bigness that they're taking. And so that was really the inspiration for the book is smart, successful, talented people can be afraid to live their life on purpose? How do we help them reestablish their relationship with risk, embrace risk, and start making decisions that allow them to develop and achieve a more true version of themselves? Do risks get easier when you take them? When you take more risks, does it get easier or is that really not true? I think it's very much true. It's almost like a risk-taking muscle, if you will, that it strengthens over time. And you become more confident in your own ability to make decisions in the face of uncertainty. So what might start as, you know, I want to run a 5K and you experience success with that. It's like, okay, now let's bring on the 10K. So you grow self-trust essentially is what you're doing with the more success of your risks. Angie, one of the chapters in your book is titled, Choose Your Guides. Could you talk about that? Yeah, you know, I run, a it's called Bet On You Radio Podcast, where I get to feature primarily entrepreneurs who are doing really cool things. And it's inevitable. When you ask people the secret of their success, they will always say it's other people who championed them, other people who opened doors, other people who gave them feedback. And that's one of the things we want to do with Bet On You, the book, is remind people that the risks that you want to take And if you don't have experience in those arenas, there are people who do that you can reach out to who would be delighted to help you. These are your guides. And there's actually three types of guides that we write about. The first and foremost is your champions. And these aren't mentors. I think often mentoring seems like an intimidating proposition for somebody to go out and ask them to find a mentor. So maybe just find a champion, ask somebody for coffee, ask them for 30 minutes of their time to share their secrets of success. People would be delighted to share with you their secondhand experiences that can help you bolster the confidence and whatever it is that you want to do. We also have big stagers. You know, Chris, you've probably followed this category. People who are influencers, people who can give us daily inspiration that remind us that there are others like us. They may not be our next door neighbor. We might not find people in our community immediately who want to do the things that we're doing, but they're out there in these other communities that we can draw inspiration from. So I call those big stagers. The final group of people in our life are who I call no choosers. 
these are people who are just a part of our day to day. And some are going to be really supportive regarding the risk that we want to take. And some are going to be less than supportive. And we just need to have a plan for that. We need to know who to go to when our perhaps self-doubt is there. We need to know who can help us pick up. Or we need to know if we share a dream and somebody dismisses it or maybe isn't as encouraging that that's okay, that we shouldn't let them stymie our progress or our goals. You have in your book two F words, which are fear and failure. Fear and failure. What's the relationship of those to risk-taking? Yeah, they're like the cousins. They kill more dreams than we can ever imagine. So again, fear and primarily fear of failure might halt you in pursuit of your goals and previous fails, right? That you may not have processed to glean the lessons learned can chill you from taking risks in the future. It's really interesting. Whenever I get a group of professionals together, I always ask, what did you learn more from? Your failures or your successes? And inevitably, everybody says, my failures. My failures, I learn more from them. So we shouldn't be afraid of failure since they're such powerful teachers. And in reality, you only really fail when you quit. So I like to advocate that, you know, you don't really fail as long as you continue to learn and progress and move forward. And regarding our fears, that's how we're hardwired as human. We're hardwired to look at danger. So rather than think worst case scenario of a decision gone wrong, why not put your attention towards risk gone right? Think about the positive outcome of the situation because what's going to get your attention is going to get an intention. And you want to think about positive outcomes too. So our fears are real, but they shouldn't paralyze us. They should maybe discern as warning signs that maybe we need to take action to really mitigate them. Well, the book is Bet on You, How to Win with Risk. And the author, Angie Morgan Witkowski. Angie, thank you so much for joining us today. Chris, thank you so much for having me. It was great to meet you. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.